you may be tempted to write to Dana Gresh after you listen to her ponderings about this question. Are Christians persecuted in America? She's hoping you won't write to her because this isn't about our collective Christian response to what's happening in our nation and world. It's about her heart. So if the shoe fits, wear it. But if it doesn't, take it off. Dana was getting, or trying to get a massage when confronted with a question she felt was both pressing and personal. Are we ready to be persecuted? This message was recorded without an audience in the Pure Freedom Sound Studio. Hey friend, jumping in the studio today to share with you an important truth that I'm trying to live out right now. It's a really simple one, but when I thought about it, I realized, wow, this is a very important, simple truth that we need to live out right now when there's so much division and contention in our nation. It's simply this, do the next right thing. I started thinking about this a few weeks ago when I needed a massage. Okay, that didn't come out right at all. I wanted a massage, but somehow it just seemed like the comfort I needed to give me the oomph I wanted to get through another week of pandemic decision and opinion fatigue. You feel it? Here's the thing. I traveled outside of my state and I was kindly denied when I called to schedule that massage with my favorite therapist. You know what happened? My strong sense of having rights rose up and stood tall within me. And I had to get out the sword of God's spirit to beat it back or I was going to spend the day bitter and angry rather than a conduit of God's love and peace. Why had my emotions escalated so quickly? Is it possible that there is an accumulated effect of stress and change building up in me, in you? I think what happened that day is I didn't feel welcomed. I didn't feel accepted. My needs and my wants were marginalized, and I was denied comfort. Doesn't it seem like there's a lot of that going around? Christians don't feel welcomed or accepted in the cultural conversation right now, sometimes even by other Christians. We're experiencing intense marginalization, and Christ follower or not, people around the globe are being denied many comforts. The privileged position that our Christian faith and values once enjoyed in our culture, it's just, well, it's disappearing. You know what? I want to say that that's worthy of conversation. It's worthy of us discussing how to respond. But I found myself wondering recently if we're sometimes conflating loss of privilege with persecution. It's something I want to be faithful to avoid. There are simply too many believers in our broken world experiencing truly horrific persecution for me to cheapen it with words and actions that just aren't worthy of their faith-fueled witness. But I found myself wondering recently if sometimes we're conflating loss of privilege with persecution. Hear me on this. That's something we need to be careful to avoid. There are simply too many believers in our broken world experiencing true and horrific persecution for us to cheapen it with words and actions unworthy of their faith-fueled witness. So what is persecution? Well, I opened my Bible to the words Jesus spoke in his Sermon on the Mount to explore my thoughts. And there I discovered something I hadn't noticed before. Let me read Matthew 5, 10, and 11 to you. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, 
for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when others revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Did you hear that? I kind of think Jesus seems to make it clear that not all suffering is persecution. Not all is worthy of being blessed. There are qualifiers. It seems true persecution requires these two ingredients. One, our righteous behavior. And two, our unashamed declaration of his name. When we suffer for doing righteous things in the name of Jesus, that's persecution. When we suffer for doing or not doing things we enjoy, that's losing privilege. And there's a difference. So what should our response to persecution be? Well, I already had my finger in Matthew 5, so I kept reading. And here's what Jesus said our response should be when we do face persecution. Matthew 5, 12. Rejoice and be glad because great is your reward in heaven. For in the same way, they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Rejoice. Be glad. That's a little hard for me right now. My sense of rights is going to have a hard time letting me naturally revert to rejoicing and gladness these days. You know, that's true whether I'm persecuted or just losing my privileges. And that makes me wonder if my own response to everything going on in our nation right now is the right one. What if it's simpler, quieter, humbler than anything we're seeing and experiencing among many believers right now? I don't claim to know all the answers, so please, I recognize that there are so many disclaimers I could be putting in here. I don't know all the answers to how Christians should be responding to the things going on in our world right now. Please don't send me the hate mail. Please don't feel you need to write me to mention all those disclaimers that I'm obviously not including. This is a painfully complex matter. I just want to share what the Lord's teaching me as I consider my role in all of this. And it's this. I absolutely need to grow in my desire to live righteously. Period. So, of course, that makes me wonder, what is righteousness? And as much as we'd like to overwork the word, I always like to say that if we overwork a word, we should definitely pay it extra. I think righteousness is pretty simple. It's doing the next right thing. In good times and in bad times, God has called me to do righteously. In good times and in bad times, God has called me to righteousness. He called me to do the next right thing. And that brings us to life lesson number two from Ruth. Do the next right thing. Ruth, as you probably know, well, she was a righteous woman. In a time and day when the world was ripe with trouble, she demonstrates a gentle and quiet spirit, poised to serve and obey, even if her comforts and rights were discharged by doing the next right thing. No one would have blamed her for turning her back on her mother-in-law to pursue comfort the way her sister-in-law did. I don't blame Orpah. But Ruth chooses commitment instead of comfort. She stays with her grieving mother-in-law. Here's what we read in Ruth 1, verses 16 and 17. But Ruth said, Do not urge me to leave you or to return from following you. For where you go, I will go, and where you lodge, I will lodge. Your people will be my people, and your God my God. Where you die, I will die, and there will I be buried. May the Lord do so to me, and more so, if anything but death parts me from you. Wow. 
This was an act of righteousness, a simple, quiet act of love. The book of Ruth outlines a lot of simple choices to do the next right thing. In Ruth 1, 16 and 17, we see her choosing to walk a lonely road with her widowed mother-in-law. In Ruth 2, 3, we see her gardening in the heat of the day to feed her family. In Ruth 3, 1 to 5, we see her seeking and applying wisdom for hard decisions about relationships. In Ruth 3, 18 to 4, 1, we see her trusting God when she faces customs and traditions of the land that are foreign and strange to her. These are simple choices. These are simple acts of righteousness. These were her choosing to do the next right thing. And they poised her to be honored by God as a great, 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 great grandmother in the lineage of Jesus Christ. I found myself wondering, do I make simple, quiet, righteous choices even when my life is riddled with pain and discomfort? True Christian persecution is coming to America. I believe true Christian persecution is coming to America. Anyone who does not see that, I think they'd have to be in denial. I don't question that. I just wonder this. Are we ready for it? Isn't our reactive response to the loss of privilege revealing that our hearts aren't ready to rejoice and be glad when and if we face true persecution? And will it be true persecution if we aren't maintaining hearts that choose righteous actions and words. I want to grow in my ability to do the next right thing. I want to build my courage to speak boldly the name of Jesus Christ. And I don't want to do one without the other, lest I discredit my righteous and holy Lord. What's righteous living look like in the year 2021? Well, here are a few thoughts. It might include helping your kids through yet another day of remote learning. It might include taking food to a family who's quarantining. I'm going to do that tonight. It might include staying home if you have symptoms of COVID-19. It might include praying for a president you may or may not have voted for. It might include sharing your opinions when you feel you really are led to with love and with respect. It might include giving a soft answer to the massage receptionist who can't schedule you. I wish I had a do-over. These are righteous acts. No one's ever going to see them other than your children. Well, actually, let's consider that. I should rephrase it. Your children will see your righteous acts. And they'll learn far more from them than they will ever learn from your lectures to live well. In the first podcast in the Life Lessons from Ruth series, I mentioned that grieving some of my losses this year might be the beginning of something good. Crying over my losses, healthy as that is, well, it would be a selfish and incomplete act if I didn't also embrace this truth from God's Word. Psalm 119.71 My suffering was good for me, for it taught me to pay attention to your decrees. Whether it's true persecution or just a simple denial of my privileges, I'm pretty sure that what's happening in the world right now is good for me and for you. Equip your tween daughter to do the next right thing. Dana Gresh's Ministry for Girls, True Girl, has released an all-new study for girls ages 8 to 12 called Ruth, Becoming a Girl of Loyalty. 
Together, you'll explore topics like true friendship, finding joy in hard times, dealing with mean people, and doing the next right thing. Learn more at mytruegirl.com. This podcast was produced by Pure Freedom Ministries.